You're listening to Music Mythology. My name is Sam Romo, and let's talk about some music. Are right. you ready? Yeah, whatever you're doing. Awesome, perfect. All right, Cameron. Well, it's nice to meet you, man. Um, we have a mutual acquaintance here locally, uh, and you're, you're from Texas, correct? Yeah, from Dallas area, Rockwall specifically. Awesome, good old Rockwall. <laughs> How long yeah. have you? You're in LA right now, right? Yeah, I'm in Los Angeles. I've been here since 2008. Okay. For worse, yeah. <laughs> have you always uh, been there in the pursuit of a, a life in, in video and a life in uh, uh, camera directing? Yeah, you know, I have. I came out here for the film industry, um, and I did actually leave LA. Came out in 2008 and I left in 2011 for a couple of years. I chased a girl. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to get away. I better get away now because this town will suck you in. <laughs> this town makes you feel like if you leave, you're missing out. Mm. <laughs> so yeah. it's very much a place where I still feel that way even now. So I've been back for since, I guess, 2011, 2013, I guess, okay. 2013 or so. Okay. Now, I saw, because I, I was originally a film student when I went to school, um, so like I, I think I mentioned that in a message to you that you're, you're kind of living my dream, um, just working on music videos and, and, yeah, just being creative while also, I'm sure, doing things and being involved with people that are just awesome to be around. Um, but was that always kind of your intent in your career? Like, did you have a idea of working in music videos primarily? Because I know some of your earlier work was more... Uh, like short films and, and stuff and, and festivals and stuff like that. You know, you're touching on something very dear to me right now because, you know, I realize you're, if you don't guide your career, it guides you. Mm. And honestly, I go where the work flows. And um, I think it does also mean where you go where you shine because I really do feel like I do very well where I'm at. Mm. But it doesn't mean that I chose it by any means. You know, sure. I, it's something that. I feel came to me and just work that I did kept shining and I more people kept gravitating toward that type of work that I did and calling me for it. And that's yeah. all it's to. Um, I'm working just now trying to figure out and pivot, okay, how can I kind of direct this myself, mm. decide the projects I want to choose and where I want to take it rather yeah. than being so hungry for whatever comes up to take whatever comes up. So yeah, it's nice to kind of transition into that now and kind of feel confident that I'm not as good as my last project or mm. I need to take everything. Sure. Yeah. Well, and, and it's a unique trade in that your, your, your demo is it's very tangible. It's very obvious what you're capable of for the most part. You know, well, the thing what we do here is like as cinematographers, we come into projects already going on. In whatever sense that is, if it's a music video, commercial, a short film, a feature film, an episodical series, these are things that already have some traction underneath them, whether it be the writer, director, um, definitely, usually when I'm involved, the money's already there because mm. they're in the hiring process. Yeah. And I'm usually one of the first hires down the chain of who to hire to execute the vision, yeah. whatever to get done. Right. Um, I'm called on for a lot of that camera and lighting expertise, right? So as far as a director is, they're working with talent and actors. And well before the day, they're working on raising the money or developing the idea and the concept. Yeah. 
we as cinematographers come in after that process and kind of heighten the vision and bring our expertise to it. Um, so yeah, all to say is like, you know, we're, we're along for the process, but we're not necessarily starting it. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, you stylize, right? Exactly, you make, yeah. you make yeah, it look good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's really cool. The, the director and the agency, they get to kind of be in the head the whole time. They can just be up and, and dream, which mm. is cool. And we kind of have to practicalize it and realize the dreams. Yeah. So it is, it's a cool process between like the creative and technical. It's very much an engineering space to be. Oh, I love yeah. it. I found my lane for sure. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a, it's a great place to be in. I mean, you, you're, you're hitting it on all fields. I mean, you're doing green screen work, you're doing all sorts of stuff. I mean, your, your, your demo is, is, is awesome. Um, like your, your last project was with, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's with Cali, right? It was Cali, the Utis or if I'm saying yeah, the last name wrong. Cali, yeah. She's growing up right now. I was super happy to work on that project. It was, yeah, she's awesome. A live performance for one of her recent songs out. Oh, that was live. That was a live performance. So it was. It was not technically live when we shot it, but it was not one of her music videos. It was for an award show. Oh, so I see. I in see the COVID times, where as before they would throw it to the band sure. live stage. Now what they've done is they've given the record labels some budget to produce a video instead. Gotcha. That's pre-recorded. Gotcha. But pseudo live. Um, ours wasn't actually live. We actually used the live version from the Jimmy Kimmel recording that she had done. Oh, okay. But this was just another gig. Yeah, another like a visual. project that she had done for another award show. Yeah. So we did that track. That's awesome. Yeah, and yeah, got her in a great time because yeah, her new album is awesome. It's phenomenal. It's great, and I think it just won an award um, uh, from a, a, a Latin. Um, uh, yeah, team. yeah, yeah. Was it was it a Latin Grammy? Was that what it was? Yeah, I believe so. And she's. Uh, we actually recorded another one. It's in the can now. It comes out on PBS next week. Oh, nice. So we did another live performance, even a, a smaller, stripped down acoustic version. Oh, cool, man. Yeah, she has a phenomenal voice, man. She has a phenomenal voice. I I, I first heard her. Um, her I think her first album is called Isolation, or at least her last album. I don't know if that was her first. Um, that was the first time I had heard her um, because she did stuff with Tyler, the creator, and I've been following him for like a decade. Uh, and so when he used her a lot, like on Flower Boy, I was like, who is this singer? Like, she's phenomenal. <laughs> so that was that was crazy to, to catch up on your demo and to see like, wow, like she, yeah, like what you just said. I mean, she is, she's taking off right now and rightfully so. It's very talented. Yeah, yeah I'm happy. I was happy to get the call. The other one um, comes out October 8th. If this might have already aired, but it's on PBS. The Hispanic Thirty Fourth Hispanic Heritage Awards. Okay, nice. Yeah, cool. So, there's another one in the can. I'm excited about. Yeah, that's awesome. And then um, just just for uh, audience awareness, you've all also worked with. Uh, I think the previous project was with uh, with Future and Twenty One Savage, and you filmed that part, but it was for a KSI uh, song, right? Correct, correct. So KSI is based out of London, so yeah. they had us shoot the, the L.A. side of it, which was a 21 Savage section of the video, and then also Future, which were shot at different times, mm. different days due to their availability. Yeah. But that was super fun. That was a green screen project. Yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was cool to see the, 
the digital whip. <laughs> yeah, so in that project, the, the concept of the videos, they're all kind of playing in a video game. So the video mm. starts out with them in their rooms playing a video game, and then most of the video is the visuals of the video game, which is them in the racing game. Cool. Driving, so. That's awesome. Kind of like, almost like um, the recent Jumanji remake. Mm. Kind of how that idea was where they get sucked into the video game. Yeah, cool. Kind of yeah, idea. and that and that is that one out or not yet? That one is already out. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Check it out. yeah I've seen the background. I, I just realized I don't think I actually watched it. I, I watched a lot of your background <laughs> videos on that. Yeah. I mean, it's really cool. But because me, I think is because I, I love the background stuff because I'm yeah, yeah, I'm familiar with it. That I just I no, just totally. I get I get That's obsessed with fun. that. Yeah, <laughs> like what are they well, using? What's that equipment? <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting where I see like what people gravitate toward and looking at my work or anyone's work in general. I remember mm. coming in meeting one time for a job and I had sent them my website, which has all my work and that's about it. But my website has a lot of other links if you go around into it. But when I got into the office, the only thing that was up was my Instagram. Mm. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's cool, which is great because... There's a lot of visuals on my Instagram that sure. you don't see on my website. And I think people like to get a taste. You know, when you're investing in someone to take care of a project in the cinematography role or any key role, I think it's super important just to develop a relationship outside of just knowing their work. Oh, sure. You're in the trenches with people, you know, you're in yeah. that 12 to 14 hours a day. Yeah. Um, there's a big strike about to happen where hopefully that's about to be maybe eight to 10 hours a day among yeah. other things that we're negotiating. And I say we, I'm not in the union, but I'm definitely in support of what um, our industry is talking to change. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're on site with too long, too many hours to um, just not to know the person. So it's always good to kind of get more of an idea of who the person is behind the work. And I think yeah. Instagram is a great tool to kind of show a little bit more than just the visuals. Oh, big time. Well, you need a community. And if you're going to be, a yeah. professional, especially in a in a, a strong competitive industry, you need a healthy community because that that keeps you it keeps you committed, keeps you you know more disciplined, a little more because because you're 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 not just self reliant. You know, you're kind of giving yourself to others, and you want to do your best. You know, for your community. You know, that's why I came out to L.A. a long time ago. A lot of people wonder why I came out, and the reason being mainly is because you're I'm surrounded by a lot of like minded people here. Um, when I was in Texas, there wasn't a lot of people making films or picking up a camera for fun. Talking about like community, here is why I pretty much moved out to LA and I think why a lot of people do in the film industry is because in Texas I was doing stuff with a camera for fun or even at times for work, but there wasn't as large of a community there mm. that would kind of justify the lifestyle that I have here and kind of validates what you do. You know, not a lot of people see merit in picking up a camera and lighting or creating entertainment value. Yeah. Texas well, as much as they do here. Well, especially nowadays. I mean, as, cause like I'm 27. So when I was in high school, um, I took media tech classes, like audio video classes for three years when I was in high school. So I was already obsessed with wanting to, you know, be in the industry, um, in high school, but actively, you know, working on it. Um, but I also had YouTube, Vimeo, and then social media, you know, something that kind of like was not, un it wasn't really accounted for prior, you know, it was very new when I was there. And, um, and, and then cell phones, 
started to get better. <laughs> you know, everyone had a camera, everyone had a, a, a video camera. And so it just started to get interesting in the sake of like realizing that, I don't know, there's more and more competition. There's more and more available, you know, people to try it and go for it. But more than that, the hobby-esque approach will wash out some of the intentions of some people, you know, of like, I really want to do this. I'm untrained, but I want to keep trying. And that's great. It opens up the gate for more people to try, but it's also, you really have to be disciplined. You really have to focus in and, and, and well, like we were just talking about, you have to build a demo. You have to build a community. You have to network and uh, just, just plug in and, and give back, you know, and, 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 and form a good demo that really shows off what you're doing. Um, and like Instagram, yeah, has been phenomenal. I mean, as it's evolved, it's gotten even more powerful with better algorithms, you know, reels, um, you know, I mean, just, just when they started at, being able to put videos on the, on the platform, like that was like, cause I use, I've been using Instagram since like 2010, like on and off. And yeah, I remember when I added the video, uh, possibility, I was like, Whoa, this is crazy. like that, that'd be a great demo for someone to use or a platform for a demo. Um, and nowadays it's more like TikTok. Now are you, are you involved or thinking about using that at all? I think about it, but I have no, <laughs> I, I don't, I do have a TikTok, but just to have an account to watch some things that people send me, but yeah, not active. I don't know what to do on it. Um, I know there's a lot of educational things being brought to it, but no, I don't know much about it. Yeah. Well, the one thing I've learned from just some of the musicians I've been talking to lately for the show is just how powerful the algorithms are, how powerful it is to, well, one, it's, it's very dynamic. You know, when you jump into a page, all the videos on your page are they're, they're they have a snippet you know, of it running, you know, the whole time. So if you can, which is, is, it is your, your forte and if you can stylize it and give it a great visual, then you, you, you draw them in like immediately. Cause it's not just a static, you know, uh, thing to look at and then you have to activate it. It's already going, you know, and then it's, it's running, you know, it's, it's, you just swipe up and you just keep going to the next one. So, I mean, like for the, for, for the show, you know, I started one recently, um, because those algorithms are so strong. Um, I only have a handful of followers, but I, I, my page has been viewed thousands of times just because they just, they pump it out they put it out into the, they, you know, I mean, you know, then they're using the, 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 the information like my hashtags and colors and, and all, all my info that, that I'm, um, you know, using to find other people, but it's getting to the right people, man. Cause I mean, I'm obviously I watch like metrics for the show and I've only had it for less than a month. And I mean, I'm doing a lot of things to market the show, but that thing, it, the, just the, uh, the, the, the metrics you get back from are just insanely like powerful. Just consider like what I was saying, the old school days of like, you make a Vimeo, you make a YouTube, you're just uploading stuff on there and you're kind of hoping someone finds it. You know, there's no algorithm pumping it out to the masses and hoping it sticks, you know? And no, that's the truth. Yeah. So yeah. I'm pretty old school and like probably grandpa and thinking, cause even when Instagram came out and they added the stories and all this, and mm -hmm. like, I think I had, yeah, I mean, I had all these other platforms. I was like, well, what do I post on now? Do I do Facebook? Do I do Instagram? Yeah, do I do <laughs> yeah. I just keep stacking. <laughs> yeah. You do. You know, like, what people don't recognize enough, but they eat into it enough, is that 15 minutes of fame has turned into 15 nanoseconds of fame. And, mm. like, people's attention spans are so short that you really do. People are so self-important and think they are so important 
and they are. Everybody is important, but <laughs> you uh, you get lost in your own world, and you think people are always looking at you, and they're not. Sure, like, they're just not. Yeah. And like <laughs> it sucks to hear. So you really do have to put yourself out there time and time again. As an as an artist, as a musician, it's tough because you just want to put out the work. And a long time ago, I used to think the work would do it. <clears throat> I really did. I was like. You put out the work. If it's good enough, it'll be seen. Mm. And um, it just doesn't cut it. It just doesn't. I had a business partner a long time ago, a mentor, say, yeah, but if no one sees it. And I was like, yeah, but it will be seen. He's like, yeah, but if no one sees it. And he was a marketer, you know. Mm. He came from a marketing background. And he, of course, understands that side. And he respects the side of marketing and understands the power of it. And yeah. he made me learn that, you know, there's a lot of painters that died before they saw their work. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> there's merit into living your life. Yeah. To the fullest. And it might mean putting yourself out there. So. Yeah. Yeah. Over. Yeah. Time and time again. Yeah. Cause that's kind of, that's kind of becoming the, the new shtick is there's, it's, it's very rare nowadays that you kind of find a one hit wonder that just stays permanent. You know, it's like, yeah, he has that one song. That's all I never known for that. It, it used one to be, thing. it used to take a lot more to put that song out. Right. Take months and however long and money and like radio play. Yeah, and the marketing. So, now it's not just like having a social following and it's basically free if you have enough followers. It's like right. there's a lot of money involved. <laughs> and I've always, even as a kid, I've had the mentality because my older brother was a musician and mm. he had like a pop band growing up. And I thought his music was awesome. It is awesome. And it would stand the test of any pop record today. Mm -hmm. And uh, back then and even today, it's just it's it's all about the marketing, you know. Like people are gonna get behind whatever is pumped into the ether. Yeah, they will. They just will. You put it. You put this person on the radio, and people, oh, yeah, I like that. I'll play that. I'll listen to that. I'll see who that is. And some people stick. Some people don't. But for the most part, that marketing push matters. You know, like oh, it big really time. Does. Yeah, and that's like can make or break a lot of people. So yeah, and there's also some people that just think. Now, I don't know if they've seen too many rockumentaries or what. They just think they're going to meet the right person and it'll just everything will launch you off from that point. But nowadays, it's, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of networking. It's a lot of hustle. But, hey, at least nowadays, uh, I can find you know, out who the manager of this is or the director of this is because of the Internet or because of their, I mean, just their website, just going to their website and at least failing at connecting with them. But I emailed them. At least I have something yeah. I can call them and they can tell me no. You know, it's not, we're not in the eighties or something where it's like, I need to find these people in the book and go see them and pay someone to have a demo. It's like, I mean, honestly, you can make a rough demo if you have something original and rough. I mean, you can do it on your phone. I mean, I think not Kanye's last two albums, but I think it was like Life of Pablo. He said like half the album, his vocals were done on his phone. His ideas were just done right on his condenser mic on his phone. Cause he was like, ah, it's fine. It's good enough. And, and he did it for notes, but then he could use them because Technology has come a long way. <laughs> now he's got a usable microphone. I'm all about it. Because like the barrier to entry is so low in music or film now. So it really does not matter. Mm. Like what you're presented on, like you used to be able to separate yourself by the tech and by the gear. Now everybody has the gear. So what are you going to separate yourself from? Oh, actually the actual talent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, and I'm, a, I'm both. I'm a, a musician. I'm a lot of things. But mainly I'm a marketer. I'm, I'm, I've been in a marketing role for the last six years and um and uh, oh my gosh i'm so sorry what did you just say what was the last thing you just said 
can't. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness. Cause I started thinking of another topic, but understanding the power of the technology is, is great. But the, the, Oh, this was going to say the, the stronger, um, dynamic that I'm realizing that's at play when it comes to, to balancing, you know, your life, um, having the right technology, having an original idea and then having a community around you is you gotta be a good communicator and you can't just be a good, I mean, you, you have to have some people with a lot of endurance around you, you know, if you're a punk, but you're, if you're, you know, a very selfish person, but you're very creative, you know, you, so you'd have to have people around you showing you a lot of grace and sometimes it just doesn't work. And that's why I say, you know, those people that seem to me rockumentaries are like, well, I can be, you know, Mr. Crazy, but as long as I'm, I'm clever and, and people like my songs and I'll, I'll I'm going to make it one day. And it's like, yeah, but you kind of got to. Uh, treat people right. <laughs> I mean, we're we're social creatures, and for better or for worse, I'm a huge introvert. So I don't, you mm. know, I recharge when I'm home alone. Sure. In my own space. I don't recharge with people. So it's actually counterintuitive or, I don't know, not good for my industry because it's so relationship-based. Mm. So, I mean, I've also, in the same vein, had a sense that, you know, my work will shine. I don't need to, you know, I, I spent basically two too much effort and too many years focused on the ones and zeros of my craft early on, mm. which is not bad. Um, I want to yeah. create a good image. I want to expose correctly. I want to know what these filters do. I want to know what this light does. I want to be able to know the rules before I can break them and then break them and look, make some really cool stuff. But what I did not do early on is work this networking muscle. Mm. So I've really just learned in the last few years that I could put aside all my technical know-how and I could stop that um, exercise completely. But if I do not start lifting this side of my arm and like work that networking muscle, this is where I'm going to start falling off. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So I really wish I kind of learned that a little bit sooner mm. in my career, to be honest, because I did, you know, I, and I still do like the work matters. You really want that stuff to look good. Sure. Whatever you want to look and you want to master that craft. But you know, this is such a collaborative process. I do not get off or excited about just picking up a camera and going myself. I want to sure. be around the team. I want to be around actors. I want to be around musicians. I want to be around a director. I want to be around a crew that like all make something better than we all could have made ourselves. Yeah. With that, it's just different. Yeah. Yeah. And it feels, feels good. It feels like organic success. Cause you're like, it's a team. You're, you're yourself, you know, you don't have to like, you have to communicate it, you know, it's not yeah. just, you got to put it out to all those people. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And I've told too, like, um, in a different vein, but as similar as I've told directors that I work with, you know, your best asset, any best director I've worked with, their best quality is to inspire. That's all mm. they have to do. They really only have to inspire because mm. they are literally the top of this pyramid in a way where everyone's kind of directing their questions upward upward sure. and in the industry there's you know there's there's 10 minutes of credits because there's a lot of departments and a lot of players yeah but they all have to answer to somebody and it all reaches to the very top to the director mm. really all you know they just have to they, they have to say yes or no to all the questions coming in but more than that if they really just inspire every single department to do their best work the director is going to get that best work yeah, them, you know, and it is totally something that they could not have done themselves. You know, it's a big communication and collaborative effort. Yeah, and consideration. It's a lot and consideration, of consideration. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the best ones are. I mean, you do have those de 
dictatorial, dictatorial, I don't know, dictator type directors where they just, you know, they know what they want and they don't yeah. falter, which there's also a merit to that. A lot of people do just want a leader. <laughs> yeah. Especially when they're on, you know, they just want to be, they want someone who knows, they want to be led by someone who knows where they're going. And, you know, that can happen to on sets when you realize you're working with someone who doesn't know yeah. what they want and people recognize that too. Yeah. Yeah. It can wear you out. <laughs> <laughs> where anybody else <laughs> well um, one question I wanted to make sure to ask was I know you've worked with uh, we mentioned a few but you also worked with uh, Taylor Swift right and um, Post Malone um, is there any project not necessarily because of the the talent involved but because of the concept um, that you that you've favored the most out of your work hmm I'm trying to think you know i did um i really enjoyed this mickey mouse spot i did yeah i saw that years one. ago um i teamed up with the director in production who does a lot of work with disney channel disney and disney junior and we did this uh hot dog dance yeah. live reenactment i guess there's um the Mickey Mouse Club is some animated show on Disney Junior, and they have this hot dog dance choreography, but they wanted to update it and do a live action recreation mm. of it. So um, we spent two days uh, setting up lighting, pre-lighting, then shooting um, you know, a tutorial of this hot dog dance and then a music video of the hot dog dance in this fantastical, magical Candyland world uh, with kids and the official Mickey Mouse Nice, yeah. Disney, because there's only one we understood. I guess oh, one really? for each park. But oh, yeah, there's no. really only one official Mickey. Oh, like the, <laughs> we had the, schedule. the suit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. It was a whole thing. Wow. So I mean, you I'm see really him. I'm proud of that project. You know, it's, yeah. um, it's something that represents what I really enjoy is like big sets. Um, so was that all? Because I mean, I think that thing's big. Was that all live or was practical? Yeah, it was okay. Also, yeah, it was all practical. Wow. And um, Sally Feld's great production designer. She, she and the director kind of came up with that world um, through through some designs, and then wow. they laid down vinyl on the white psych and created that whole world practically. Yeah. And I get bummed because a lot of people still think it's green screen. I'm like, no. Oh wow. World. Yeah. No. I I thought I thought it was <laughs> yeah. Watching. I thought at least half of it, you know, was yeah, yeah, green yeah. or blue or something. <laughs> no, but it's fun. Like, because I think for me, like, I, I try to remember being a kid again and just like. I don't know, things that stand the test of time, and I'm not saying that little thing is ever going to stand the test of time, but I do know it still plays on Disney Junior today. Nice. And, you know, there's little stupid visuals that I remember from being a kid from Nickelodeon or this or that, yeah. but, like, still stick with me today, and I think that maybe that could be something that, you know, it's individual. I'm now. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's awesome. That's cool. That was fun. How long ago was that? That was um, three, three years ago. Okay. Years ago now, three or four years ago. Nice. Um, the only other kind of question I had in mind um, that I wanted to make sure to ask was, you know, obviously COVID and all the stuff going on has been a, a typical topic. But um, since you're someone I, I haven't really approached in the, the music-related uh, industry um, with this question, I was just curious how things changed for you. Like, I'm sure there was a, a, a pause, like a, a long freeze, but... Um, were you able to do much work like last year or like beginning of this year? 
Yeah, you know, work didn't really stop too much for me because I'm in this weird um, Wild West in music videos still. Um, a lot of my work is um, independent musicians mm -hmm. as well as label. So that stuff didn't really stop, which was good. Yeah. Um, a lot of the stuff that stopped was a lot of the union shows, which I'm not a part of the union. Mm. But um, a lot of people stopped in general just for face value. So it, it affected everybody and it did affect me because on set you bring a lot of people together just by design. A lot yeah. of people moved apart. So no one wanted to be seen bringing people together. Mm. So did, production did halt for a minute, but it picked up pretty quick. And That's where good. we are now is like we're, we're, there's actually there's, there's a lot of stuff shooting right now. There's no shortage of work when it comes to crew. Good. That's good to hear. Well, and y'all, I mean, y'all, I imagine some of your shots didn't take more than, I don't know, 20 plus people. I mean, I mean, I'm sure, well, maybe I take that back with some of those bigger sets. Maybe it's way more. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, man, um, I know you said you don't really have anything to, to promote, but uh, is there anything else you wanted to talk about or mention or shout yeah, outs to Texas? <laughs> Nothing crazy coming up right now. Like, it isn't my world, but the only actual huge thing going on right now in my industry is the labor strike that's pretty yeah. much about to happen that's been voted on and approved for um, people that are collaborators that I work with that work under me and make me look good. Sure. And myself, you know, we're all working for better livable hours. I think the film industry is maybe the only, if not only, the industry. And you can't quote me on this, even though you can, because it's a whatever this is, but it really is like you, you are not guaranteed a meal mm. six days out of the week all day. They can just pay it away. You know, sure. they call this meal penalties over time. Um, they can get away with a lot just by paying for it. Mm. And, you know, you get a fat check at the end of the day because of all these penalties, but at what cost to the family sure. that you're not seeing and a livelihood you don't have anymore because of the gaslighting and the fear that you'll be replaced if you say no. Yeah. Which is true. Um, mm. So everyone's risen up. There's there's a lot of work right now, which is why a lot of people feel, for one, like they can have a voice um, to say it, and we'll see what happens in October 2021 right now, not to date it, but I think a strike might happen. We'll see how long. Yeah, it, it seems it's it's coming. It's right there. It's Yeah. I hope I hope things can get more more regular because I mean when you're a workforce yeah, just like, yeah it's just working conditions it's it's not it's not like like the conditions but it's more the hours um, yeah you now people are working literally six days a week with no turnaround time and no meals uh, if that's the way the production wants to do it and right now that's okay mm. due to documents and contracts so they're trying to change all that yeah and people kind of have more of a life yeah so I'm all about it. And get out of like a desperate like famine mentality or get away from like a gig economy where you just feel like you could be swapped out at any time. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. Well, hopefully it's a healthier industry. Yes, sir. Well, Cameron, I've enjoyed uh, meeting you, speaking with you and uh, hearing what's going on in your world. And uh, let's, let's stay in touch. And if you ever want to talk again, just let me know. Great. Thanks for the time. I appreciate everything. Yeah, likewise. Well, uh, best of luck, brother. Have a good one. All right, when I'm in Dallas, I'll hit you up. All right, sounds good, man. Till then. All right, bye-bye. Thank you for listening. For more episodes, visit our website, musicmythpodcast.com, and follow us on Instagram and Twitter.
goodbye.